hello and welcome to my channel yes my channel finally it's been a long time coming i've been procrastinating but i'm finally here to bring you in other news with Atim Tongana. So many of you know me as a television news journalist, but here I'm going to bring you down-to-earth conversations with your newsmakers that you see on various news platforms. So we're going to be conversing about their lives because I'm hoping that some of them will inspire you. So in this channel, I want you guys to ensure that you come along with me on this journey because it's not a one-way street. I need you guys to be as involved. The first guest that I'm going to be having is uh, Sandile Zungu. He's a businessman. I'm sure many of you know by now, by the mention of his name, he's the chairman of Zungu Investments. He is, oh my God, he wears so many hats, child. All I know is that he got money. And um, he's also bought into uh, a new football club, the Amazulu uh, Football Club. But I'll be bringing you all types of guests. So I need you to come along with me on this journey. I'm very, very excited. Again, it's been a long, long time coming. I've got an amazing team with me. And so what I need from you, apart from suggesting some of the people that I should be in conversation with, I need you to subscribe. I need you to uh, like. I need you to comment. See, I'm going through all the YouTube stuff now in my mind. Comment, subscribe, like, and if you're listening on podcast, make sure that you subscribe there as well. Now let's get into the first of its kind uh, interview with Sandile Zumbo. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. Um, a lot of people know you, especially in business, but we know now you've ventured into sport. Um, you've been interviewed by news organizations left, right and center. You're also part of the Black Business Council, the Triple BEE. And <laughs> I'm actually supposed to look into the camera, but I'm looking at you. <laughs> So currently in South Africa, we've got a lot of issues in as far as the social ills, the economy, but I want to focus on the unemployment. Uh, many view it as some other pandemic of its own. What can you then tell someone who's a graduate and someone who's still at school doing their undergrad or doing their postgrad or whoever it is sitting at home looking at those unemployment figures, what would you tell them right now, particularly at this very tough time that we're all grappling with, not only as a country, but globally? Um, and then just touch on who mentored you to, to keep you sustained in your career. Well, times are tough. They really are tough and let that sink in, times are tough. So sometimes it's never helpful to tell some a person who really has got nothing to lose, who has got no hope because he feels the world has let him down. And he was told if he's got a degree, um, he was, he's gonna be employed. If she gets this de degree, engineering or, or accounting, uh, she's gonna be uh, enhancing her chances of employment. And Hewa, there's no job. Everywhere it goes, uh, sorry, we've got nothing. Um, it's very difficult to say to that person, 
you know, bide your time, things will be all right. But there's nothing more I can say. Things will be all right. And uh, these times, which are tough times, shall come to pass. And uh, there are many able women and men out there who are troubling themselves every day what needs to be done to get the situation better? What needs to, need to be done to roll out the vaccine faster such that we can have herd immunity, um, such that the whole economy can then open up, such that restaurants can say, you know, we, we, have, we are open for business, such that um, the uh, manufacturers, bottle manufacturers can say, SA breweries is ordering more bottles and therefore we have the employment lines open again. So it, all of these things add up. So COVID has been an absolute disaster for all of us. And over and above that, what needs to be done to ensure that mineral wealth in this country can be better exploited um, with greater efficacy to create jobs, to grow our economy, um, and to include more people into, into the chain. So these are microcosm of things that need to be done. And it takes men and women of courage, conscientious men and women to say, let's sit around the table to identify those things that hinder our economy's uh, chances for, for greatness. Uh, I, for one, I've been mentored by a lot of people some formally and others informally. Um, and what I've done, I've never bothered people with you are formally my mentor. Those people are busy. Yeah. But I've had people who are you know, on the line, who have got a speed dial to. When I'm faced with this, a particular challenge, I know who to call and say, um, you know, Ati, I've got this problem. Um, I've pitched for this contract and um, I've got this challenge. You know, they just don't understand me. Um, can you put a call to so-and-so to say, you are my mentor and can you give, you give me a chance? Okay, well, I've listened to you. I don't think you are taking chances. I don't think I'm putting my neck on the block by talking out for you was I know you, I'm gonna do that. Thank you, you've helped, helped me. And there've been times as well where I've needed money uh, for my businesses. And there are people who say, look, um, talk to this institution. Uh, they have a fund that is geared for this kind of um, initiative. I think they will listen to you. Uh, it's only a matter of does your business case make sense or not? but at least you'll have an opportunity. So I've had mentors uh, who assist me with ideas. I've had mentors who whip me back to line, because at times I've, uh, I've fallen out of line, whip me back to line to say, this is where you belong. Um, stick to the nitty. Don't worry about this or that. So mentors, um, when people are, look for, are looking for mentors, they must look for people who are not one track minded. They must look for multiple parties uh, who will help them in this instance uh, and the other instance, maybe they're not good enough for that, but there's someone else out there for, for that um, uh, different kind of challenge. 
Um, and, and make sure that if you need to be mentored, don't waste people's time. Um, when I give my mentees a task, so go and write a, a, a paragraph, one page, where do you see yourself in 10 years time? Um, and when I, when I give some people that task, they disappear. Why? Because I've made them work. Um, but they want, to, they want me to give them time for coffee and they wanna waffle, but they don't wanna work. Um, and they wanna accuse me of not creating opportunities for them uh, because my role is to you know, give them without them putting any effort towards it. I refuse um, those kind of situations. So I always say to people that want to be mentored, I said, you know, what is your side of the bargain? Uh, if I give you a simple task, like tell me where you wanna be in 10 years time. If you can't think about that, and when I come back to me with an, a written answer, then please just don't waste my time because mm -hmm. that means you're not prepared to work for yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's tough? Well, it is evidently tough, particularly for black business owners in this country. Do you think there's any hope in that regard, particularly uh, looking at the fact that you are also the president of the Black Business Council? Uh, all I can tell you is very simple. This, this economy will be controlled by black people. Um, it, it will be controlled by black people for the simple reason that we, 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 we constitute the demographic majority in this country. And, um, and we, must just, we must just carry ourselves as people who are the future owners of this economy. Um, and, and in caring, not with arrogance, but with a sense of responsibility as well, okay? That's why then when we talk about young people who, are, who have no hope, um, I must coach and mentor and restore confidence in them, um, like people who are very important for the economy that I'll be controlling in, in 50 years time. I, can't, I cannot sow seeds of doubt and discontentment um, and shoot my, myself in my own foot. Uh, so it's very important, therefore, that Black people need to first appreciate that this is their country. You know, um, 400 years ago, there was not a white man in this country. Um, economy, formal or informal, was ours. Okay, And a lot has changed in the last 400 years. But we are now we're in a situation where there is no colonialism, um, there's no apartheid. There may be legacies of colonialism and apartheid. You can see it every day. That is definitely true. I was going to say that. Yeah, in the ownership patterns of the economy. But we, we, we need to appreciate that things have changed. Uh, there's no legislated discrimination. There are now legacies. Sometimes it's in the minds of those who once had power. Sometimes it's in the minds of those who were on the receiving end of power. Um, and they still carry themselves not with the, the right kind of approach that says, um, we are the future. So for me as a black person, I always carry myself as I am the owner of this economy. In the moment it's in the, in the custody of someone else, but it is my economy. And this is my country, I'm gonna get it right. I'm gonna make it work. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to behave like I'm on the margins. 
I may be placed in the margin by someone else, but I'm forcing myself to the center. That's the spirit. Uh, that's the spirit. So, so my view is, that's why I lament people who are perpetual um, lamenters. Um, who, who, you know, they're complaining. They're complaining. Yeah. Everything is not working right. But they ask, what are you doing to get it right? Uh, but so don't you realize that you're at the center. Mm. Mm. You kind of want to see a solution-driven society. Is that what you say? Um, a solution-driven a solution -driven society because we've got a lot of problems. We don't have endless problems. We've got a lot of problems. Um, and to, to resolve them, it needs all of us to be wearing the solution hats and to, to roll up our sleeves and say, we are part of the search for the solution. Um, yes, there's scope for protest because not all of us holds the strings to power. And sometimes you have got to remind those who are entrusted with that responsibility that in between the time that we can vote you out of office, um, once you hold that power that you have democratically given by us and you're not playing ball, then we're going to protest. Yep. So there's the scope for protest, but I, I really would hope that there's the scope for protest is peaceful protest and that those who have, an, who have, who hold the strings of power can listen to reason rather than listen to, to, to smoke billowing from the streets. Now I want to find out how do you then recover, not just financially, but mentally from such big losses? Look, you lose some, you win some. That's, that's an important philosophy in business. You win some, you lose some. Um, when a company says that declaring a profit of a billion rands, just make an example, that wow, super profits. But the truth is that they may have lost 200 million runs on a deal gone horribly wrong. But the fact is they've declared 1 billion runs profits mm -hmm. and a rise from let's say 600 million runs the previous year, which means they've grown by um, as much as maybe 60% profits from 600 to a, a billion runs. And shareholders say, wow, great performance. But those who are at aware of the integrities, such as we lost 200 million rands on a, a hedging transaction. So I'm just saying that, look, for me, it's very important to look at a bigger picture and then to be stuck on minute details, no matter how unminute they may be. So for me, you lose money, but I make money. Um, and that's what matters. I lose money, I make money, count my blessings and move forward. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm reckless. I'm not doing enough to protect the losses that I ultimately suffer. No, I do. I do pain about it. I, I do sometimes employ lawyers to defend um, my, my business if I feel I should not have lost that money. I do something about it, but I'll never go um, declare war over small losses. So or lose your mind over it, or lose your mind over it, because I feel like society does not focus enough around mental health. I mean, we saw Naomi in tennis. She pulled out from a 
huge Grand Slam championship due to mental health issues. And I don't think people take that seriously these days. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think your mind is the most um, important um, organ in, 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 in you. Uh, because once you've lost it, the heart may be pumping, but it's no longer you. Uh, so you've got to protect that. It's supposed to be most delicate, because uh, it's got the, the most fragile of tiniest of veins yeah. um, and arteries. Um, you know, you know, and, and, and so um, for me, it, it's, it's quite important. So I, I talk about an artery. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but uh, I realize I made a mistake there. But I'm, I'm just saying that it's a very delicate- Let me get you drift. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but it, it's, very, it's very important um, at that, look, you know, at, um, have a perspective, have a perspective. Of course, losing 40 million runs when your asset base is 80 million runs, it's a massive loss. Some people never recover from that. Some people lose 200 million, 200,000 runs um, because they've actually, invested their money in a, in a uh, uh, Ponzi scheme mm. when they thought, when they were told they would double their money. And they say, but I've worked decades for this money. Now I've got my pension, I've done stupid thing. Um, and they lose their children because they think mama was irresponsible or my dad was irresponsible. They lose their spouse because they've taken a, a, a wrong decision. They die a terrible death. Some um, commit suicide. Commit suicide. So I'm um, in other words, it, it, it's all relative. So I spoke about 40 million rands. Um, why? Because the asset base of my company can afford that 40 million rands. It's not, it's not something that uh, we, we would love to lose, no. But I'm dealing with a specific case here where we have to write off a proper investment. Um, amounting to more than 40 million runs. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not being hypothetically, I'm not being theoretical, I'm, 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 I'm real. Thank you. Um, but, but, um, but am I going to lose my mind? No ways. I'm not. Um, because when I count my blessings, you know, I am absolutely eternally grateful to God for, 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 the, for those blessings. Now, you bought this Amazulu uh, football club, but I guess for people like me who know little about football, what specifically drove you to, to, to purchase that football club? I mean, there's many football clubs in South Africa, but I, I can imagine that this has a linkage to the fact that you're Zulu. Um, talk to us about the Amazulu football club. Um, as, uh, as, as I saw that... Um sock as a potential business. Um, I began to say, which team would I love to own? And trust me, at, I looked at all of them. I looked at Orlando Palace, my team. I said, you know what? Amazulu has got a better prospect for becoming a greater team, a great team than any of the teams. And I'm, I'm quite convinced about it that um, Amazulu is a sleeping giant. Mm. Uh, if, if properly shepherded, uh, properly managed, um, will surprise a lot of people. Abai Sabi Impi, Angit, is that it? Is that it about them? About them, Abai Kali Impi. Oh. We are a kind of team 
um, that were able to draw on the history of the Zulu people. Because it's called Amazulu, not by accident. It's called Amazulu because the people who are Zulu speaking um, will have to ask themselves a question. Is this team for me or is not? Um, we're not, call it, we're not entitled to their support, but if we appeal to them, um, they are for us to grab. And that's why you find that a lot of people will say, I support Kaza Chiefs, but you know what? I have a soft spot for Amazulu. I don't want Amazulu to lose. I want Amazulu to win and only lose when they play against my team, Kaza Chiefs or Orlando Pirates. So we have a, a beautiful advantageous position. Now we have 14 million people um, that are potentially our support base. We just have to work harder to win them. Um, if we include everybody in Wazun Natal, Indian and, and, and colored and white, um, they will tell you that my first team, my team of choice is Amazul because they see it as a provincial team as well. But what I want to do is to make sure that even a kid in Cape Town will say, you know what, Tapelo uh, Kogi is my homeboy. Um, I want to support a team that he plays for. They will say, um, Memela um, comes from uh, Cape Town. He's my homeboy. I want to support a team that he plays for. A, a boy in 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 um, in in, in Ponte Yevel, um, you know, must be able to say, you know, Benny McCarthy, um, Slam Guard. Um, are my boys. I want to support the team that they coach. Um, and it's up to us to then endear ourselves to that new generation, such that in 10 years' time, Amazulu will have moved away from the stronghold of Kwazulu Natal to becoming a national team mm -hmm. that appeals across yeah. uh, ethnic and racial uh, divides, across generations. That's a systematic way to building it. Um, and so I said, that's where I want to put my money. Because I can see there's a potential for this team, um, much greater potential than in any other team. And I think we're on the right track. So your, your, your company, Zungu Investments, is driven regards to investment. And then my issue then with, with uh, football players, particularly in South Africa, you see that they have a booming career when they play soccer on the field uh, throughout the span of their career. But then when they retire, they have nothing to really put on the table. So I'm interested then to find out, is there a linkage um, between you trying to instill that sense of invest in your future once you retire? Because we've seen the trend, we've seen the pattern. Um, what are you doing to ensure that your players are equipped not only in the field, but they are prepared for the time when they you know, put the, put the uh, soccer clothing down? Very good question. Um, it, it's a process. It's a it's a process. Unfortunately, some of these guys earn serious money. That some of the professionals, even some of the people with PhD, uh, will not earn at the time of their retirement. They earn a lot of money. Okay, granted, their career is very short. Um, and therefore they've got to maximize on their earnings whilst they can, because by age 35, they are retired. Um, whatever they've saved, um, must, they must make it count for the rest of their lives. Mm 
mm. if you have got nothing else to show, which then obviously becomes a disaster because you cannot save enough um, to retire 35 and to be carried by your savings to age 80, where you naturally die. Um, so our, our, our approach as a Muslim is to say, next season, because remember we as um, the new owners have been on board for what, eight months? Not even, it's not even a year. We came on board in the 1st of October. Um, so next season, what I wanna do is to sit with the boys and say, young man, you are earning, just make an example, 100,000 rands a month. Um, and you, you, you effectively are either training or playing home or away um, for 10 months and only really get a break in between international breaks, maybe an end of the season. Um, do you mind if we save at least 50% of your money for you? And then the other 50%, just pretend that you're only getting 50,000. Just pretend you're only getting 50,000. It's your money, but it's gonna be managed by a reputable financial services company. We're gonna create an account for you. Uh, when you leave the company or our team, either because you've gone to greener pastures, um, we'll obviously give you full control of, of, of your fund. It's up to you and the financial services provider to persuade you to, you know, you now have a 4 million runs in this account. Uh, why don't you buy a property to rent? Um, that kind of thing. So we, we have to say it's a journey that you must walk with these youngsters. But knowing that as well, we're possibly breaking into uh, new grounds. Was not many teams do that. Uh, many teams have got these youngsters who are very pushy and demanding of their monies. It's my money. Don't uh, spoon feed me here. Uh, I know what I want. I've got my agent that I talk to. I've got my uncle who advises me. Um, and just be rest assured that um, it's being taken care of. Oh, yeah, it's fine. But one would imagine that your one would imagine that your business background then um, plays a role in trying to influence them in trying to ensure that they invest for their future. I do hope that uh, they can look at me and say, uh, in Zungu we find inspiration. In Zungu we have someone that we can look up to. Um, and would love to be like him one day. And if Zungu says save, that let's, let's give him a benefit of the doubt that is not giving this advice from a bad place. Uh, let me do as he instructs me whilst I'm actually on top of my soccer playing career. Um, however, I cannot do that on my own. That's why we're having partnerships with some financial services providers that we are talking to say, now come and offer your solutions to these players, talk to them. And by the way, offer these solutions to thousands and millions of our supporters as well. Mm -hmm. So that this culture of saving becomes entrenched in the whole of South Africa, not just among soccer players, but the whole of South Africa. Mm -hmm. um, and so we are working on that. And trust me, Ati, I think when we announce those things, uh, you'll be pleased with the kind of thinking that goes in behind, behind the scene uh, to make sure that 
our brand, Amazulu Football Club, becomes an aspirational brand. Mm -hmm. People want to be uh, because they see some good in yeah. the association. Are you going to give us a hint of those players? Are you going to perhaps just you know, take us through a little bit of um, maybe what we should expect? Um, what, uh, without disclosing the names, but um, I, I can just give you a, a flavor. Um, we've lost a guy in the left back, um, Mabiliso, a very good uh, young man. He's gone to Kaza Chiefs, and we wish him luck in his, um, in his career going forward. He did well for us at the Amazulu, and we're not begrudging him at all, but we've lost him. We've got to find a suitable replacement. If we find a suitable replacement, we think we'll find a gem in that position. Um, we have identified a need for uh, uh, creativity in the middle of the park. And we think we've got great young people with a bright future um, to play in that position, both on the holding side as well as creative attacking side in the midfield. Um, we, we think because we'll be playing in Africa um, in the CAF Champions League or... Well done on that one. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, Martin, how, what, is, what is the slogan? I want to use the proper slogan. I don't want to just say congratulations. How, do you, how, how, do, how does one say it? Uh, like Hebe Usutu. Hebe Usutu. Hebe Usutu. Hebe Usutu. We are Vubela. We are Vubela. Yes. <laughs> Okay, um... right. So, so we, 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 we look at the balance in the team and we're strengthening the team and uh, knowing that this, the coming season is going to be a very long season uh, for us because we're playing in the continent. If we go all the way and we're playing in many um, knockout competitions, including MTN Cup uh, when the season starts. So we're going to be very busy. We need depth. Okay, now I do want to let you go, but uh, my last question then to you is what you do uh, besides work, besides um, wearing your many hats, uh, in as far as all the positions that you hold, just what you do. I saw you sailing at some point. Uh, talk to us about that. Well, I, I, I spend a lot of time at, um, at the farm in the Midlands. And I have a dam. I have, um, you know, kayaking uh, gadgets. So when I have the time, I just sail, uh, so to say, sail. But I canoe, I paddle myself, and it's, it's therapeutic. I play music for my own consumption and for the consumption of those I'm with. And you were a DJ at some point. I used to be a DJ at university. Uh, I used to DJ at parties. I used to DJ on campus. Uh, so I have a good ear for music and I love music. It's good for my soul. Um, I know I own a soccer team, but when I go to the stadium, um, I'm going there as a fan. And it's part of my extramural. It's mm -hmm. part of my um, hobby kind of activities not business as such. And um, I have a gym. No, I will sometimes go to, to be on the treadmill for two hours. Two hours? Yeah, my friends will say, but now you are hurting your knees. I said, two hours on a treadmill? 
I rather I rather hurt my knees than be obese, you know. So, <laughs> so, so that's the attitude. I said, okay, and when my knees are permitting, uh, I'll just go for it. Of course, I walk around the block. I've got uh, a lot of spaces to to walk. Um, I don't play golf. Why are you so specific about I don't play golf? Is there anything you have against it? <laughs> And I, I don't have anything against it, but uh, there's sometimes an expectation that, look, now yeah. uh, you'll be playing golf and uh, in a stereotypical fashion, yeah. I don't play golf. Um, the last time I, I played golf was in a corporate golf day, R&B corporate golf day, some years back, more than a, t a decade ago. Uh, so, but um, everything else, I love to go I love traveling. I mean, I've been started of traveling in the last, um, what, 18 months. I've not left South Africa. I, I really, I'm, I'm cringing that I've not been out there. Uh, but that's, those are some of the things that uh, I do just to, to, to relieve my stress. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you like eating? What's your meal like? Do you lead a healthy lifestyle? Um, what what kind of foods do you like to eat? Uh, generally, I'm I'm a healthy eater. Um, I'm a healthy eater. You know, I I don't want to to frown upon other people's eating habits, but um, I'm not prone to fast foods. Uh, I like fine dining. Um, even even at home, I prefer. Do you cook? Can you cook? Uh, I cannot cook to save my life. <laughs> I can boil an egg. Wow. <laughs> I, can, I can boil an egg and, and, and make toast for myself. Oh, no. You need to buy Sibam Tongana's book. She has a cookbook. <laughs> Is that so? Wow, that's interesting. I must actually look for the book. Yes, you must. I tell you what, I'm going to try to post you a signed copy of Sibam Tongana's cookbook so you can move away from the boiled egg to something else. And what I like about her, because she, she does the most simplest, easiest recipes, you can try it out. So I'll send you a signed copy of Sibam Tongana's book. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for inspiring us and inspiring many, many entrepreneurs who are currently struggling during this pandemic. I know it's very hard for everyone. All sectors of society are impacted. We're all grappling with this huge elephant, which is not only taking away livelihoods, it's taking away uh, lives, it's taking away loved ones from families. Thank you for making the time for us. And we can only wish you the best um, and continue inspiring. Man. And, and, and the football thing, we're looking forward to who you will be bringing on board to uh, Osuto. Uh, the Amazon Football Club. Thank you very much and thanks for the invitation. Thanks. All right, thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed that. That's another side of me that I'm hoping to open up to you guys because I feel like a lot of people, particularly our generation, needs a lot of inspiration. And that is why I need you to suggest whoever you would like me to be in conversation with so that you can get to know them a little bit more. And outside of who they are in terms of their careers, I want you to know the person behind the mic, what they do for fun. Like you've heard from Sandile, he does actually enjoy music. 
who would have imagined a chairman of a huge investment company you know things 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 happen you know when people are not as serious as uh, they come across in the news so that's why this is called in other news with Atim Tungana. so make sure that you subscribe you like and you come and tell me what you think about this interview and again suggest anyone that you'd like me to be in conversation with how do you do that contact me on my socials child i'm always out there twitter is my turf so Ati underscore M. You'll find me on Twitter. You'll find me on the gram. I am not on Facebook. You'll find me here on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on the podcast. Make sure that you subscribe everywhere. And uh, I'll see you next time.